Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Facebook Live. Yes, it's a Friday, and that means we are talking about the cats. We're talking about the Tennessee Volunteers round two. The first game was a war. The second one has a lot more at stake, maybe than the first. And the first one certainly had a lot on the line, too. It did, and I don't see this one going like the last one. I, whether I don't think we're going to see a blowout Tennessee's way or Kentucky's way. I think yeah. it'll be a lot closer this time around. And uh, the biggest, the biggest thing going into it is with, with no Reed Travis, allegedly. I mean, they talked today like he might try to go, but without Reed Travis, it kind of changes the dynamic because he bullied Admiral Schofield around, yep. he bullied Grant Williams around, and if they don't have him in the lineup, that that means EJ and Nick need to step up and, and kind of bully themselves a little bit and, and get into this game. And as always, we'd like to thank our partners with Bluegrass Orthopedics for sponsoring Facebook Live. I just had a nice lunch with the BGO folks earlier today and uh, looking forward to the event coming up in about six weeks or so. But let's uh, let's now that we've got the paid advertisements <laughs> out of the way, you know, that first game, it was a war. Uh, what Reed Travis was able to do in that game was sensational. Obviously, as we know, Reed Travis won't be able to play, at least on the surface. That's the thinking right now. The first time around, Kentucky winning 86-69, and at times it did not even feel that close. It didn't, uh, and the crowd was insane. I think it was the third largest crowd ever at Rupp Arena, something like that. But um, And it was a balanced attack, too. Kentucky, as you can see, some of the points across the board. Keldon had a big night. Tyler had a big night. Uh, PJ, that was during his streak of uh, so many 20-point games <laughs> yeah, in a row. He was killing it. Um, and, and, and John Calipari said today, actually, that with Reed out, PJ might need to be the, the bigger bully guy. He might need to stop shooting the threes and get in there and kind of kind of put his arms up and bully uh, Admiral and Grant a little bit and kind of play the role of Reed. And we'll see how he responds to that. But, you know, John Calipari today at his press conference, you'll hear it here, he talked about how dangerous Tennessee is, and he also talked about what it's going to be like without Reed in the lineup. We're going to see what he does today and tomorrow, but I doubt it. But we'll, you know, what kids try to do is convince you that they can do this. And, and my whole thing, this is about the long season, not the short season. And, you know, this is this will be a hard game whether he plays or not. It's just that this is a team that doesn't beat themselves. This is a team that's physical. This is a team that is a veteran team that's been through everything. Uh, the plays they made at the end of Mississippi to win the game are what they are. They're just that kind of team. All right, now the first time Kentucky met Tennessee, the Vols were ranked number one. Nobody had touched them. They were had a 19-game winning streak. Kentucky, you heard Cal just say, hey, they're physical, they're this. Kentucky took the fight to Tennessee. Now you wonder, can they do that on the road in Knoxville, which is a place Kentucky traditionally has not played well. They didn't play well in Stokely, Stokely Athletic. 30 years, 40 years ago, they had not played well in spurts at Thompson Bowling. Can they do it on the road? Well, look, the thing about this team, too, is that they just seem to love playing the villain role on the road, <laughs> especially Tyler Hero. He's hit so many big, uh, big shots away from Rupp Arena. And when you have a team that thrives on playing in road environments and silence in the crowd, that's a good trait to have, especially in a game like this where you know that crowd down at Rocky Top is going to get rowdy. They're going to get into the game. Um, and P.J. Washington said it's the more physical team's going to win. That's how this game's going to be boiled down. Yeah, the guards might hit some big shots, but when it boils down to it, 
if they can take the fight to Tennessee like they did in the last game, that bodes well for the Cats for sure. Well, Grant Williams hitting the game-winning shot to beat Ole Miss in Oxford earlier this week. Grant, a potential back-to-back -back SEC Player of the Year candidate. He was won it last year. He's scoring 16 points when he played here in Kentucky. However, quickly, he did not have a field goal in the second half. They were all at the free throw line. Tomorrow, the Vols get to host on their home court, and John Calipari knows uh, winning at the Big Orange Arena is kind of difficult. It's one thing playing in Rupp Arena, but when you're really playing against a good team in Rupp Arena, in other words, you're the good team, now you're playing in their building and they're really good, it's a hard deal. And I, I want to say this, I've been here 10 years, 70, but I've been here 10 years, and the Tennessee game is the first game I can ever remember seeing the opponent's fans in our building. I saw orange. I was like, what in the world? And those tickets were expensive. Must mean that they've got very wealthy fans. I have no idea, but they were there. Well, that orange stands out a little bit more than some of the other colors that interrupt oh, arena. I remember when I was down covering the EKU Tennessee game in November, you were saying after my little story I did, that orange is, you know, <laughs> it just a few it, minutes to adjust. You can see it. Yeah, you got to like adjust your camera. Like that orange is blaring <laughs> and very bright. But yeah, it's going to be a really fun scene. You'll get to see it in Knoxville tomorrow. It should be quite a battle. I mean, this game has much bigger implications than just the SEC. Yeah, sure. the, yeah whoever wins this game is with LSU in the driver's seat, the winner of regular season title. Title, but it also has seeding implications for March. If, if Kentucky wins this game, that one seed is looking really good. If they don't, that two is looking much more likely and possibly going to Louisville. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, Rocky Top, tough place to play. I spoke with Rodney Woods, the Wayne County head coach, earlier this week on a feature you will see on Wildcat warm-up tomorrow. He talked about it. Joe B. Hall said years ago, it's the house of horrors. Mm -hmm. Rodney Woods said, hey, it's a tough place to play. Kentucky has never fared well there. But on the flip side, Tennessee has not fared well in Lexington either. The players know it's going to be a tough game. P.J. Washington uh, lost their last season. Ashton Hagens hasn't experienced anything like this yet, but he has been coached up by the teammates. That's what uh, good teammates do, older guys do. Here are their thoughts on Saturday's road test in Knoxville. Uh, it's a tough environment. Obviously, we lost last year, so I mean, uh, they're a good team. They're a good program, and uh, they got guys there that uh, are willing to win and do anything they want to, do anything they can to win. So you got to be uh, the tougher team, and I feel like the tougher team wins that game. First, I heard it was a very hot jump, uh, <laughs> cramp a lot, but you know, really, that they fans are real crazy. Uh, so you know, in, like any other team that we play on the road, we just got to go out there, uh, stay with each other, and stay focused. It's underrated a little bit. You know, we talk about Tennessee being such a football school. Yep. When they're good in basketball, the Big Orange shows up, and, and they're going to be in uh, pretty rare form tomorrow. Yeah, you heard, you heard Cal say the fact that they showed up in hordes uh, to come <laughs> up the Rupp Arena to watch yeah. that game just shows this team is all in. Uh, even when they were here, even the fans you could see on the streets, there, were a, there was a bunch of orange that came to Lexington. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty wild down there in Knoxville on Saturday. Well, let's take a look at some of the the numbers. How do these teams match up when you just take them numerically? Tennessee has scored more points than Kentucky this year. The rebounding pretty much even. Shooting percentage, Kentucky has 48 percent. But but one thing that I think we're not showing here. 
what Kentucky is holding their opponents to. Mm -hmm. There has been five times this year where the opponent has had season lows. And I'm not talking to the first or second or third week of the season. We're talking about when the 2019 calendar changes, in, uh, especially in February. Kentucky has been lights out defensively, three-point shooting. Everything is pretty even for the most part when you look at the, the digits there. The scoring, Tennessee does have five more or uh, six more, five, five and a half more per game basically. But I don't think it's going to be something tells me, and I don't know why. If Reed Travis doesn't play, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game tomorrow, especially if, if we're going to get physical here and we're talking yep. big blue, big orange, they go at it. I think you could see a game maybe in the 60s in terms of style of play is going to dictate a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I'm one of those people, I, yeah, it's fun to watch like a 95 to 90 game, but I love watching those like 65, 60 <laughs> bullying in the paint, you know, war in the paint. And that's what we're going to see, I think, with Kentucky and Tennessee uh, with these with these guys going at it in this SEC matchup. But um, another thing about that game we saw on, on Tuesday, I believe, when it was Arkansas and, and Kentucky is that Kentucky has shown time and time again, and John Calipari mentioned it, that they are one of the best late-game free-throw shooting teams in the country. So if this is a close game, uh, maybe you give the, the kind of the edge to Kentucky because they have so many guys, Tyler, Emmanuel, Keldon, P.J., and we saw Nick make some free-throws towards the end of the game. That, that's big time because Kentucky has had some teams in the past that can't make free-throws, it right. seems. This isn't one of those teams. It seems like they can really get the job done when it matters down the edge. That's because they're buckets. Hey, you look, know. I am I am a bucket. <laughs> I'm uh, a bucket. Yeah. I still don't know what that means. Tyler Hero, if he's on the line, he is close <laughs> to automatic in late game situations. Tomorrow it is a 2 p.m. start from Thompson Bowling Arena, the rematch against the Vols. You'll see it right here on WKYT and W. KYT will also have, how about this, a Wildcat warm-up. This means, okay, look at the time. It takes three hours to get to Knoxville, uh -huh. right? That means yours truly and the whole staff, we're going to leave about 7 in the morning. So it's going to be a long day staring at a lot of orange. You'll see it at 1130. We're going to hear from Cal and the Cats. You will hear from the volunteers and also, as I mentioned, the special on uh, Rodney Woods. Coach Coaches at Wayne County, has since the mid-80s. Born in southeastern Kentucky in Four Mile down in Bell County, played at Lone Jack, but he suited up in the orange back in the mid-70s, and uh, I got to go to his house. You've seen a little bit of the house. You, you come out, it's like you've stared at the sun. You know, you come out like, wow, that was pretty orange. It's going to be a pretty neat little uh, story feature that we have on him tomorrow. We've also had a little football this week the in the NFL Combine. It's a fun week and uh, typically Kentucky fans don't need to pay that close attention to the NFL Combine. Might have a guy there or right. two. They got eight this year. Benny Snell kind of kicked things off on Thursday with some drills. He also had some drills today. We have some video here of Benny Snell running the, uh, the hand drill. We've seen him out of the backfield plenty of times right here in Lexington. How good he can be you know on the edge, create some creating some space and you see it here and he's got some big mitts and he did not run a fast 40 today I think it was high four sixes low four sevens but he mentioned yesterday in Lee Kay's story that you can't measure his heart his grind his willingness to improve himself to whatever NFL team takes him and that can be big who cares if he can run fast he 
But have we ever seen Benning get caught, though? It seems like he's not the fastest guy, but he takes the right angles when he's doing it. Well, when he smells the end zone, you know, when, when, you, when you smell dinner at the, on the table, you don't get caught from behind too often. But, you know, I think we saw this coming. Uh, weeks and months ago. Benny is not going to be a big guy in the measurables. He's not that tall. He's not that fast. But as he mentioned yesterday, he's fast enough to get the first down. He's fast enough to get to the goal line. He's fast enough to be the all-time leading rusher in UK history. Uh, the touchdown record, you name it, he's that good. You cannot measure a guy's heart, and that's what he said to, uh, to us yesterday, to, to Lee Kay in the media. That means an awful lot. You know, Tom Brady wasn't very good on his measurables either. Not saying Benny's Tom Brady, but it is a point that just because you go in the first round doesn't mean that much in the long run. And something that Benny did in his pre-draft interviews uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, that kind of got some attention is that when he got to Kentucky, he had this big list of things he wanted to accomplish, career goals, season goals, and he checked about all of them off, right? Yeah, pretty much. He also has that same list, I haven't seen it, of goals he wants to accomplish in the NFL. What does that say to a GM when you walk into an interview and, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be your franchise's all-time leader, let's say. I want to make the Pro Bowl my first year. If he did all that stuff at Kentucky, why should we think that he's not going to be able to accomplish that in the NFL? And, and also check that list that he has. So I love that Benny did that. Hey, look, man, I might not be the fastest 40 guy, but this list, it's going to be checked if you pick me. Yeah, I'm fast enough to get the first down, fast enough to get touchdowns. Yep. That's all you need to know. It is Kentucky and Tennessee tomorrow at 2 on WKYT. We will have the Wildcat warm-up at 11.30. Tonight we've got high school basketball, region semifinals, region championship in the 11th region. Scott County and Henry Clay, they will meet for the fourth time. We have all kinds of sports on tonight and throughout the weekend. For Alex Walker, I'm Brian Milam. Thank you for watching Facebook Live, and we'll see you next Friday.